Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. As usual, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, good morning, Bill. Today is Wednesday of the sixth week of Easter, and Father's going to reflect on today's first reading from the book of Acts. After Paul's escorts had taken him to Athens, they came away with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. Then Paul stood up at the Areopagus and said, You Athenians, I see that in every respect you are very religious. For as I walked around looking carefully at your shrines, I even discovered an altar inscribed to an unknown god. What therefore you unknowingly worship, I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and all that is in it, the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in sanctuaries made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands because he needs anything. Rather, it is he who gives to everyone life and breath and everything. He made from one the whole human race to dwell on the entire surface of the earth, and he fixed the ordered seasons and the boundaries of their regions so that people might seek God, even perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since therefore we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think the divinity is like an image fashioned from gold, silver, or stone by human art and imagination. God has overlooked the times of ignorance, but now he demands that all people everywhere repent because he has established a day on which he will judge the world with justice through a man he has appointed, and he has provided confirmation for all by raising him from the dead. When they heard about resurrection of the dead, some began to scoff, but others said, we should like to hear you on this some other time. And so Paul left them, but some did join him and became believers. Among them were Dionysius, a member of the court of the Areopagus, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. After this, he left Athens and went to Corinth. Father. Okay, folks. Well, you know, today in this uh, first reading, we see Paul, you know, is preaching to the Greeks. And, uh, you know, I, I think that um, many Bible commentators would say that this is one of the best uh, sort of in terms of um, the way that he spoke um, and uh, what he used as examples was just a great um, sort of example of rhetoric. Um, however, Paul's sermon, this particular sermon, did not bear much fruit. And and I thought, you know, I mean, he he what he does is he uses things that they're aware of, and he tells story, you know, like images that they that they're you know they they are clear of. And the sanctuaries that they use, and he was trying to tie it in with the real God. But Fulham Sheen had a very interesting quote: "Is he failed to preach Christ crucified, you know, and the resurrection? I mean, he did mention the resurrection dead, but he didn't the fact that Jesus died for us. And uh, that's a very interesting point because I think in good preaching is that if we're not challenged, uh, sort of beyond our comfort level." about what we know, um, it's not going to move us, move us to conversion. Okay. I mean, and obviously he did convert a couple people, but I know, I think that even Paul himself realized that because in almost every other homily that you read in his preaching, he talks about Christ crucified. Um, you know, the Kerygma is super important that Jesus died and rose again for our sins, but we also must die to ourselves and rise to new life. 
is something that our souls are thirsting to hear from. And I think too, you know, when we are, when we're trying to talk to others about the faith and we're afraid to sort of challenge uh, our friends and family with like, like truths about Christ and uh, we should never be afraid to uh, preach Christ crucified. I know that a friend of mine, his wife was struggling with infertility and wanted to use IVF and a lot of priests use all these like great sort of, you know, natural law arguments why she shouldn't do it and she didn't hear it. But it wasn't until um, a priest told her like, God's asking you to carry your cross and he knows you're, you're, you can be a saint through this, that she actually sort of uh, decided to follow our Lord. It was the challenge of Christ crucified that puts, you know, uh, uh, pushed her to follow Christ's will. So just an interesting uh, sort of side note about this beautiful, I mean, it was a beautiful homily. No doubt. But what it lacked was Christ crucified. All right, folks, have a beautiful uh, morning.